Good morning. Good evening. And good afternoon. Welcome to the War Room. I'm Jack McKennell. And I'm Noah Renner. And we are thrilled to have you along our journey to produce something that you might just want to listen to again. We're seniors and sports broadcasters at McDonough School in Owings Mills, Maryland. And for our graduation project, we decided to step into the realm of podcasts. Every hero has an origin story, and in this episode, we decided to learn about someone else's before deciding to forge our own. We picked up some podcast tips and learned some valuable life lessons along the way during this interview, and had the chance to chat with a great guy. A Loyola graduate and a sports podcast host with WBAL, as well as a phenomenal announcer and broadcaster, today's guest has done it all in the sports journalism world. Without further ado, a warm welcome to the Bobby Trossett. Yeah, guys, I well, appreciate you having me on, and, and I love the, the Baltimore connection. I, I don't have, like, roots like you guys do. You know, I, um, I'm originally from upstate New York and wanted to go south. And I know that, you know, it's not necessarily considered south down here for you guys, but for me, <laughs> this was south when you grew up in, in Albany, New York. So, yeah, you know, just felt felt right, got a good package, and made sense for me to come on down here and – um you know, uh, my sister ended up following me a couple of years later and my brother's actually your age, which is why when we were chatting earlier on, I wanted to know where, you, what you're doing because oh, yeah. he's going to be, he's, he's down to two schools, Loyola and Catholic. So, oh, nice. you know, I'm pushing hard for, <laughs> for another Greyhound, but, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting few years in the business. It's a, it's, it's a competitive one. I chose Baltimore because, you know, it, it was obviously first and foremost the right spot for me since I had a college acceptance, but I liked the proximity to D.C. I liked the fact that it had two professional sports teams within the city. Um, I, I liked the fact that Loyola had a radio and television program that I felt like I could make a difference in and that the blueprint just made sense for me. So, you know, through, through internships and through grinding and uh, never really taking your foot off the pedal. I've been lucky to, to get to where I am at 26, which is the uh, anchor and host for the Ravens radio network. And uh, you know, with that said, still have a lot of long way to go. Lots of, lots of uh, lofty goals and ambitions and aspirations, but I've had to learn, as you guys will, that, and maybe you already have, that you have to take it one day at a time when it comes to, to broadcasting or really anything else for that matter. It doesn't come overnight, and uh, you, you can never learn enough. And that's just, that's how I've really tried to, put together my mindset, you know, just have a relentless work ethic and constantly find a way to network and connect with people. And I think whether you're getting into broadcasting or any other business, I think, you know, that'll bode well if you, if you, if, if you find that and it didn't come from me overnight, you know, I haven't always had that mindset. And, you know, when you guys go off to, to your schools next fall, I would definitely urge you, to do the same. I think it's a learning process. And like I said, I'm still learning every day. All right. So uh, you said you did some uh, like lacrosse and uh, maybe like football, like 
commentary and broadcasting. And I think you saw you cover the Olympics a couple times, which is uh, pretty interesting. And now you got your uh, podcast and radio gig. What, what's been your favorite so far? Like what are the aspects you enjoy about like all the different types of uh, sports media that you've done so far? Yeah. Uh, the Olympics is just on a whole new level for me. Yeah. You know, it's uh, they don't call it the pinnacle of sport for no reason. You know, it's it's uh, I've been really fortunate to work the last two. The first one was uh, in 2016, Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And then I was able to, and I was a college senior, rising senior at the time at Loyola. So that was really a, a, a kind of a groundbreaking gig for me through yeah. NBC. And uh, just a couple of years later, I was able to, to turn that into another gig with with the, with the NBC as well at, in South Korea uh, in a place called Pyeongchang, which is on, uh, on the West coast of the country. And it was just uh, great learning experiences, unbelievable memories, both travel socially, uh, obviously professionally as well. So I, I put those up at the, at the very top yeah. of, of, of things that, that I've had the, the privilege to do so far in my young career but yeah some of the other things that that i've really tried to hone in on and, and some interests of mine too are, are play by play and uh, i've tried to call as, as many sports as i possibly can get my hands on you know uh, being in this area as you guys know lacrosse there's no shortage of so that's something i've had to learn i didn't grow up playing it my sports were were golf basketball baseball and soccer at different times throughout high school and, and middle school. So uh, like I said, I'm a work in progress. And I'll be the first to say <laughs> lots of, but I've been lucky, I've been really lucky to, to have mentors help me out with the game of lacrosse. Uh, I've definitely called some, some big time high school lacrosse. Uh, what comes to mind first is, is Landon down South. Uh, I know that might be a rival of your guys, but nonetheless, um, but that's an interest of mine. You know, it's something that I could see myself doing a full-time at a full-time capacity down the road. If, if that's something that could potentially present itself. Um, but for right now, it's just freelance work, things that I do uh, when, when time permits and locally it's been Stevenson, it's been Hopkins down in DC. It's been George Washington. It's been Catholic university. It's been Loyola sometimes up here. Uh, so I really try not to say no to any opportunity because it's just another chance to get reps. Right. Yeah, definitely. Great mindset to have. I might end up being in the same boat tomorrow. Noah and I do the uh, play-by-play for our school's uh, football games. We usually try and get a live stream going from our school's press box and we're the uh, play-by-play guys. And uh, I might have to do some lacrosse tomorrow and I'm not a lacrosse player. So <laughs> got to, try my best and figure out what's going on but uh so recently i think like last year you uh started up your baltimore sports and beyond podcast and that's with uh wbal right right so uh like what what do you think makes a good podcast what do you like about your own podcast and that opportunity yeah i mean uh jack it's it turned into something that you know, it was sort of like a 
a hobby that I felt like would be a good fit for my role and, and something that I ended up presenting to the management team at WVAL. And, and luckily enough, they, it's something that they embraced. They didn't have to, you know, I could have just done this on my own, but I felt like it would benefit them. It would benefit me. And, you know, I'm, I, we're a year and a half running into it. It's not where I want it to be yet. I'm still, I'm by no means am I a podcast expert, but I have worked previously to my time in Baltimore with podcasts, which I think helped me out. I used to host the uh, Washington Nationals podcast for NBC Sports Washington down in, in DC. And it's a one man band kind of thing. You know, you might be the one who is talking on the podcast, like the main talent they call them, but you may also be editing it. You may also be posting it to social media. You may also be producing it. And so that's where I am right now. Um, when you get to the next level, you have guys, people that do that for you. <laughs> Until then you grind, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so what I like about mine right now, it's called Baltimore Sports and Beyond. The goal is to essentially, it's an interview-based podcast, but that doesn't mean that you won't hear me riff sometimes or you won't hear a monologue or an opinion or a take or something uh, something that I have to say. Uh, but mostly it's, it's interview-driven. And over the course of, of the last couple of months, I've had some good guests. I know you reached out to me initially about Mel Kuyper, which is, is uh, it's one of my better ones. You know, I thought that was yeah. a quality podcast, especially if you're a Ravens fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I try and, yeah, I try to, I go after voices and people in the business that are at the national level, you know, and, and Mel's not the only one that I've been able to, to book. I've gotten Al Michaels. I've gotten Chris Collingsworth. I've gotten Kurt Warner. I've gotten Justin Tucker. Um, you name it. And, you know, hey, is it still a passion project? Uh, you know, sort of. Mm -hmm. But it's something that they've backed. The company has backed. And, um, you know, kind of given me free reign with. Nobody really tells me what to do or not to do uh, for the most part. And uh, that's pretty cool to me, you know, because that's not always the case. So, like I said, it's a work in progress. It's a cool space. Uh, definitely a major market for it. And uh, you know, it's kind of where the new digital age is right now. And just like, but you never know when things are going to change, right? This new app called Clubhouse is out right now and seems to be pretty popular. And it seems to be audio based as well. So that's something I'm trying to teach myself as well. That's, that's something you always have to do. And as you guys probably know, in, in broadcasting in this digital world, things are changing by the day, by the minute, and you have to keep yourself up to date and you have to adapt or, or else you're not going to be around very long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you led into my like next question a little bit there. You talked about how your podcast was super uh, interview driven. And like, I went back and listened to like the first one and then the most recent couple. And I noticed that, yeah, at the beginning, um, I think your very first podcast was about like the uh, Astros cheating scandal and you went into like your opinions and a lot of monologue. And I noticed recently it's been very like interview driven. So like, what do you think the, the role of the hosts in a podcast is? Do you think it's better to focus on the interviewees or be more of the talent yourself or a nice mix? 
for me, I've gone the nice mix, Jack. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, that's going back to February of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, right before all this craziness set in and what's become, yeah. you know, normal for all of us, I guess. But uh, to, to me, you always have to be personality driven when you're in this business, especially when, I mean, look, you don't have to necessarily have a personality when, well, actually, yeah, in, in every walk of life, when it comes to broadcasting, you should have a personality that's worth something. And so I just try to find a balance. If, if I have somebody like Mel Kuyper or Al Michaels or a player who to me is a big deal, who, who I know my listeners will value, then I'm going to let that rip. You know, I'm going to let that podcast really feature more of the player or more of the subject than me. And I think that's important, not even when you're podcasting, but in, in every as- aspect of the business, when it comes to interviewing, you want to, you, you know, you're a good interviewer when you make it less about you. It's not about you. It's about the interview subject not about the interviewer. And that's something that I've really learned over the years that it's all about short, concise, to the point questions, which usually produces better answers. Um, And since coming to the WBAL, that's been really something I think personally I've improved on. uh, And it's been at the top of my list from a priority standpoint. Yeah. And, uh, we got a speaking about Mel Kuyper. You got a huge draft nerd and Ravens fan here in Noah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Noah. Uh, right when I saw you had him on, I went and listened to that because I'm starting January. I'm obsessed with the draft. And we, the thing I loved about that podcast is when you used the clip of him uh, announcing and talking about uh, the pick of Jonathan Ogden and the 1996 draft and just using that soundbite. And we noticed you've used, done that before in podcasts. And um, what do you think the benefits are of doing that, like starting your podcast instead of like with an introduction, just going back and giving us a little clip of the guests to connect us to them? Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of things when I going about doing that, Noah. You know, for, for one, obviously, first and foremost, it's, it's for the listener's enjoyment and for the listener's appeal. So it sounds like I did an okay job for you guys on that. <laughs> but I think the second part of it is trying to get a reaction or trying to pull at the heartstrings or just put something significant out there for the subject that you're interviewing. And in Mel's case, that's kind of a cool memory for him because obviously he hit the nail on the head when it comes to Jonathan Ogden's J.O., Right. And so I just thought it was a cool little thing, a cool little nugget. I had, I did not tell him he had no idea that I was going to play it. And when we hit live on the recording, it just played and you could see, uh, you know, having listened to it, you guys know it just, we just picked up right from there. He loved it and he was humble about it. I think he said something like, you know, you, you, you <laughs> love when you, you love when you get one right, you know? And, yeah. and so He's, uh, he's extremely humble. He's got Baltimore ties like you guys do. So he's one of, he's one of you. He's one of us. And um, he, he's somebody who we're making plans this summer to get together. And I, 
man, I, I just want to learn and soak up everything I possibly can from him because you know, he's been around this business for a long time. He, he knows what it takes. And like I said, I didn't play football or lacrosse growing up. So I just want to watch film with the guy, you know, and listen to him and ask questions. And so, uh, you know, maybe we'll have to get together again to, to recap how that goes at later this summer. Yeah, getting those types of like learning experiences sounds awesome because I guess there's always somebody who knows more. Uh, but with those great guests like Mel Kuyper and I saw like way back you interviewed like Marshall Yonda and recently you had like Brandon Stokely. Who's been your overall favorite interview guest, do you think? Oh, man. Um, I think probably it's, it's like pre-podcast days to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you both. I'll give you my favorite podcast interview to date. And then I'll give you um, pre. So pre podcast before Baltimore sports and beyond was a thing before I was even back in Baltimore, I would say it would be Michael Phelps. I mean, how, how can you not yeah. give him the, the nod for, for what, not only cause he's a Baltimore guy, but because you know, he's, <laughs> they call Olympians American heroes. Right. So we can call mm-hmm. him that. Um, and then, man, I don't know. I, I'd have to, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pull up my podcast right now just so I'm not skipping out on anybody and I'll do a little scroll to see if anybody comes to mind. Like I said, Kurt Warner was in there. Pat Ricard's always a great conversation. Ravens fullback, really good dude, blue collar guy, works his you know what off. I, I love him. Um, he, he and I have become good friends I'm trying to get him to golf. <laughs> he doesn't want to golf at all. I don't know why. Um, I'm a big fan of Dennis Pitta. He's one of my guys because he's, he's one of our broadcast partners. Right. Um, so he's got to be up there. Like I said, Justin Tucker is hysterical. He's such a good interview. Um, I'm just thinking here. I'm scrolling still. I want to make a decision. You're putting me on the spot a little bit. That's all right. Let's see. Willie Sneed was good. I, I like I like Willie. He's Las Vegas bound to play mm-hmm. for the Raiders. Sure. As Noah probably knows. He's got to be upset about that, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just you know what I'm going to go with, though? I'm going to go with Kevin Harlan. And if you're not into to national broadcasting, you may not know who he is, or at least your listeners may not. But Kevin broadcast for CBS, for TNT, for True TV, all, all the March Madness. He does football. He does NBA. He's so talented. He's such a good guy. He helps me out with my career. Um, so I'd have to put him up there and maybe even put Tony Kornheiser in that category too. Yeah, that's awesome. He's always an entertaining listen when you're watching uh, March Madness of the NBA. And then one last thing. What do you think about the Ravens offseason so far? What do you think our moves in the draft are going to be? Any opinions? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Look, when it comes to the Ravens and their front office and this offseason, to be honest with you, I'm not really surprised how it's gone. You know, I wouldn't say they've made any splashes, right? It wouldn't be fair to say they've made a a huge free agency splash. But I thought that they've been economical. I thought they've been smart with their money in a cap, in a a tough year uh, from a cap space standpoint, being. Obviously, the, the pandemic has been here for 13 plus months now. Uh, and they also, but they, at the same time, they addressed their areas of need, right? They filled the void, 
some of the voids from last year. And to me, the best acquisition of the offseason wasn't Sammy Watkins, even though, you know, I think obviously that was a controversial signing because he hasn't played a full 16-game season since his rookie year, and he can't seem to stay on the field. We'll see if that changes for, for this coming fall. To me, the best, the best acquisition by far from a money standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, and from a need standpoint was Kevin Zeitler uh, from the New York Giants because you guys know, having watched the Ravens a little bit, that uh, a problem last year was the revolving door at right guard. Uh, and that was Tyree Phillips. That was DJ Fluker. And sometimes you had other guys in there as well. So uh, to me, that shores up that position. That makes the offensive line look even more stout than it already is, assuming that Ronnie Stanley's going to be coming back at full strength like he's expected to be. Um, obviously, you got Bradley Bozeman, who's expected to take over at center. You got Orlando Brown Jr., who's a pro bowler in, in, in the other side of the line, like Ronnie is on the left. So it's, it's really talented, you know, and, and um, I, I think that we haven't even talked about Ben Powers, who's shown some, some signs. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't make it very far in the playoffs, as we've seen, without a dominant offensive line. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they wanted to make sure that they addressed that. And um, in terms of the NFL draft, you know, they had the 27th overall pick. They've never really been known to be an organization that's going to look to move up. You know, it's just not, this is not their bread and butter. Man. So, and I don't even think they're going to go for a wide receiver. I, I wouldn't be mm. surprised that their big philosophy is this is something I've learned from my short time in getting to know the, the team and the organization. They draft for uh, best available rather than need. So what that means is you guys know, because I'm speaking to your listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what that means is that they're drafting, for example, in the second round of last year, they decided to go after J.K. Dobbins. And the entire fan base, or at least a good portion of it, is thinking to themselves, well, wait a second. We have the best rushing attack in the NFL. Why did we just select a running back in the second round where we could have used – another wide receiver at that point they hadn't taken you know they went with queen in the first round so at that point fans are thinking why didn't we get a wide receiver why didn't we get uh you know an edge rusher or more offensive line help you know that's all the stuff you were hearing mm -hmm. that's because they went a best available they felt eric DaCosta and his scouting team and harbaugh and everybody involved felt like he was the best available player in the draft at that time and that's what they went for you might argue that need need may have been, like I said, an edge rusher or, you know, the, the aforementioned things. So don't expect them. Although there's all this buzz, right. All off season long that, Oh, they're definitely going to use the 27th pick for a wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by any stretch of the imagination. And one thing the Ravens have really done well over the years is uh, keep their secrets sealed up pretty good when it comes to, to draft strategy. So Anyway, I thought the offseason's been solid for them. I thought they've, bring, they've brought in some, some key pieces, and they're not done yet. You know, they had a lot of key rookie contributors last year. You know, J.K. Dobbins and obviously Patrick Queen come to mind first. Uh, but there were others, too. You know, Malik Harrison in the middle part of that defense was, was solid. And, um, and I think they're going to – I think that'll continue. Yeah. Well, I love that. <laughs> I love that take you have on the draft because um, 
I was watching another draft podcast I watch, and uh, one of their big things is saying that free agency is for need, but the draft is for talent. And I feel like the Ravens are a team that utilize, that lives that statement pretty well. And last year, it just ended up lining up talent and need, best player available when Patrick Queen fell to us. So, yeah, I love all your takes on the Ravens. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – like I said, they're, they're just like, – you guys feel it, right? They're a couple pieces away from – just having that complete team and, and yeah, they, they lost a lot of guys in free agency on the, on the flip side, you know, a lot of key contributors, although Matthew Judon was up and down and I'm not sure he was the best locker room guy per se, although his teammates seemed to love him. I'm not, I'm not sure if there were any rifts with the coaching staff when it comes to, to what he did or did not do during his time. You can't argue with his production uh, over his career at a grand Valley state. I mean, it, it really, quite the the growth that he put on but he's now new england bound so you know you lose willie sneed who's a pretty trusty reliable wide receiver and, and durable and, and experienced so yeah, that's just a couple of them that left in free agency so anyway uh turnover happens every year obviously as you guys know and it's about how you adjust how you adapt and and the ravens have have long been consistent in doing that year in and year out so I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to that stadium being packed, most importantly. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to talk again, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Any last thoughts you have or any questions for us? Hey, best of luck to you guys in college. You know, my brother's same age as you. And um, like I said at the start of the podcast, when you kind of were asking about my journey and whatnot, and whatever you end up choosing – and talking to you, Jack, after is, it might be the business route, you know, just go in with a, a unrelenting work ethic that you know, nobody's going to outwork you and, and that you, you have some, have thick skin. There's a lot of ugly sides of the business that you'll find as you go throughout and, you know, just, just constantly keep, keep your focus and, and, and never lose that, that desire and love to, to learn and, and never feel like you've reached your ceiling. You know, so, but hey, good luck finishing up, guys. And thanks for, thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank right. you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Bobby, for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you giving us your valuable time and those great words of advice about everything that has to do with making a podcast. Yeah, it was absolutely great to hear his progression through sports journalism. He's a local guy with Loyola, but. He has worked his way so far up the ladder in that field off of solely his own just drive and work ethic and his just desire to put out some good content for others as well as just, I guess, doing it for himself as well, I'd say. Yeah, like everything in his career, from recording and producing his own podcast, covering the Olympics, Bobby has really shown the power of motivation and furthering your career and just like what taking those next steps really and it's really inspiring for young announcers like us yeah and being able to talk with him obviously picking up some great podcast tips such as like letting our guests do the talking so we'll try and keep it short but and being creative with your introductions and interviews want to make sure you're not falling asleep but doing our best to make each episode a unique listening experience and something you'll want to come back to yeah, and then when we got to talk about the Ravens, there was some interesting insights. Like, he considered Kevin Zeitler the most valuable free agent signing. 
And I agree with him. You got to solidify that O line and um, just talking to him about the Ravens, just a guy that's so immersed in the team, it was very valuable for us as fans and as inspiring podcasters to learn more about a team that we both love. Yeah, a lot of people like Sammy Watkins, flashy player, but got to build the trenches too. Definitely agree with that. And he offered some good, uh, good thoughts about the draft too. He said draft is drafting probably for best player available free agency fill those needs and definitely inclined to agree there uh definitely succeeded for the ravens thus far i think like he said just a couple pieces away from taking yet another step and finding our way further into the playoffs but bobby finished off with telling us to be unrelenting and having a great great work ethic it's easy to see how he's flourished in the world of sports broadcasting and we'll make sure to take that advice to heart once again, thank you, Bobby, for coming on the podcast. That's all we have to offer today. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Come back next episode for an interview with Ravens GM Eric DeCosta. <laughs>